It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Bonjour, bonsoir, welcome to The Rendezvous. I am Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir. Uh, we speak your relationships. We speak oulala. We speak romance. We speak real. Yes. Because Angie, she keeps me real when I go in the clouds of romance. <laughs> uh, a quick story, Angie. I want to get your perspective. You're so real. I have a friend of mine who told me that his daughter, 26-year-old nurse mm-hmm. that I know, wonderful young woman, she's in love Aww. with a 28-year-old good man, and they've never lived together. She comes home, said to her father and her mother, I think it's time for me to move in with this young man. How long have they been dating? Three years. Oh, wow. Okay. And so he said, well, you know, that's a big step, you guys... At this stage, you know, just been dating. Why now? Should you live together? The wife goes, I don't see no ring on the finger. Therefore, why would you want to live with somebody if you don't engage it? Starts this debate really back and forth. Should you live with somebody before you get engaged? Does mm. it help or does it hurt the relationship? See, we might have different answers on that, though. And I know there have been a million studies yes. about whether it's good to live with someone before you're engaged or not. Exactly. My mom has showed me that living two years with my father before they got married was the best thing they could ever done. Mm-hmm. And they're still married 54 years later. Now, there are many people, and there's a school of thoughts who said, you know, you can lose all the appetite, you can, you know, getting to know. So, is living together before you get engaged a good or bad thing for the relationship? That's next on The Rendezvous. Bonjour, bonsoir, welcome back to The Rendezvous. Angie is here. Bonsoir, Angie. Hello, Simon Bonsoir, Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Um, you're a mom. Yes. You have been married for seven years together with Jason for 10. Yeah. Uh, one day, your daughter will ask you the same question that my friend's daughter asked to her parents, which is, if you're in a relationship, you're young, full of love, full of enthusiasm, and you wonder if you should move in with your partner before you get engaged or after you get engaged. Mm. What are you going to say to your daughter when that question comes to you? I would tell my daughter to wait until you are engaged, uh, only because I feel like when you move in with someone, even if you're, you know, moving into their place that they rent or they own, and you don't have that financial tie, there is still so much involved when you live with someone. you got to move all your stuff back out if it doesn't work out. You have to detach in a whole True. other way. Yeah. And you do start sharing bills and sharing a lot of things that it becomes like a little mini divorce. And so also, I feel like, you know, if you're going to take that step, um, so you want to know it's leading to somewhere, one. you know. and. But- isn't that a great way to start really the real relationship then get in give it everything you've got don't look back why do you have to live together for that because until you live together you live in a la la land before so for instance most people that are dating mm-hmm. live in separate places right don't go into that routine that can slow down romance that can create tensions. Bills are separated. Everything is separated until you guys are together. But when you live together, you still, there are little nuances that you see with someone you're dating that you never saw before because living in your own home behavior is very different than when you're dating and you go to your separate quarters. There's like everyday little things. What I'm saying is if you're to a place where you're thinking that you're going to be long-term, if you're engaged and you've never lived together, 
That's part of the deal. Like you are going into a relationship knowing that you have to get over those issues. Mm -hmm. The little things that bug you about somebody that you didn't know until you moved in. You don't get a pass to just break up because of it. You have to figure it out if you're going to be a married couple down the line. But then what if you live together before you get engaged and the person is just a crazy partier? Or spends too much. And you discover How things How did you that, not know that before you moved in? Because there's stuff that I really believe only the daily life creates an opportunity for you to know. And if you get married just like that, right on the spot, it may be very romantic, but you never have the chance to get to know the person as well as winters, falls, and spring. We change, Angie, right? We yeah. change, which moods change. Yes, but you have to roll with that if you're but, committed to someone. But the reason of commitment is happiness, nothing well, else, isn't na- it? Listen, of course, ultimately, right. but you know when you're in a long-term relationship, not every day is happy. I mean, not everything is roses and romance all the time. If you're True. being real, like there's going to be fights about dumb things, about you left the toilet seat up and who drank you know, the rest of the soda or whatever it is. There's going to be little things and it's not stuff that's breakup worthy. So if you live with somebody and that bothers you enough to break up with them, you're not supposed to be with that person anyway. because, Or you're not ready for a long-term commitment because you have to be able to get through those, But I feel. So you would tell your daughter to not live together before she's engaged. I would tell her not to. And I would tell my goddaughter to absolutely live together. And we have a wonderful producer with us, Trisha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And next we're going to talk to Trisha, right? Because she's in a relationship for seven months. They're long distance. Let's ask her. Okay. She's old school. If she aligns herself with you about living together before you get engaged or the French school, which is mine. Yes, you can live together before you get engaged and you should. That's next on The Rendezvous. Simon and Angie, The Rendezvous. Bonsoir. Angie, we uh, are talking about a very important question, right? For every parent, if your kids ask you, should I live together with my boyfriend or girlfriend before I get engaged? Angie said, no, you should not. You should get engaged first. I said, I think that it's better to live together for two years, then get engaged, then get married. Now, we have a wonderful producer, Trisha. Bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, Trisha. Uh, you've been with your boyfriend for seven months. Yes. But you guys are long distance. Long distance, yes. So are you in favor of living with your boyfriend one day without being engaged? Or you say, unless I see a ring on my finger, there's no moving in together. Oh, we've talked about it already. You have. Mm-hmm. And like, And we're both on the same page with it. Which is? Which is that we do want to live together. You do? Why? Yes. Is it because you're long distance? I think it's because we're long distance, but it's also trying to figure out who's going to live where, how that's going to work out. Could... So whose idea was it? Actually, Originally, he brought it up. To live together. So and, if, if he were to move, let's just say, to Chicago, right. where you are, he's in L.A., He's saying that he would like to live with you here. Yeah. Would he just consider getting an apartment and you guys figure out how you deal? Because, Simon, I think mm-hmm. living in a in the same city yeah. is a big move because they never lived really in the same city since they've been dating. Uh, absolutely. You know, which brings me to a great question. When we come back, why don't Angie and I ask Trisha all the conditions that are necessary, hopefully, to make this work when you move together before being engaged? What do you need to make it work? That's next on The Rendezvous. You're listening to Simon and Angie. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Hello, Simon. Bonsoir, Trisha. Hello. A wonderful producer. Relationship, seven months. Yes. Doing good. Yes. Uh, do you believe that in a new relationship like yours, if mm-hmm. two people are going to move in together, should they move to 
one place like your place because you already have a place here or to start fresh you should both pick a new place and then decorate together and do everything new everything new everything i agree new. i would want to start completely new mm-hmm. because because it's you're starting that's like another stepping stone in your relationship and i would want to start completely fresh but economically let's say for instance you already have a lease on right uh-huh. for another what six months Right. Yeah. So you should you should first welcome him. I mean, wait till that lease is up. That's what I'm thinking. That's my point. Simon, I did this with my husband. He moved here from L.A. to be with me in Chicago. And we immediately moved out of my condo because I wanted him to feel comfortable making that move. That's a big deal to move for someone. And so I don't want him to move into a place where it's all my stuff and not his stuff and all my you know, I wanted us to have that experience together. So especially if. He's the one making the move for Trisha. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to make him feel as comfortable with that choice Absolutely. as possible. That's a very good point. Thanks, Angie. Next, we'll take some calls on your love life, your relationship, any questions for Angie and I. You just call us 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, 855-905-8255. What's going on in your love, dating, romance, life? You need some advice? Mm -hmm. Simon Marcel and myself, we are here to help you. So let's go to the phones. Listening in Catalina, Arizona on my 92.9. Here's Suzette. Hi, Suzette. Bonjour. Hi. Hello. How can we help you? Uh, So I've been married for about eight years and we have a young son. Um, it's about our ooh la la life. Okay. <laughs> it's never barely been that great, that spectacular. Um, he was really inexperienced when we met. He only had like two partners before me. I, on the other hand, was wild and, you know, I had a, a crazy life before I met him. Mm-hmm. You had some fun. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I think most of his knowledge came from, you know, adult movies. I see. So I would tell him, like, what I liked and kind of hint to it, but he really wouldn't pick up on the hint. And then eventually it got more obvious and was really telling what I wanted and what I liked. And he never really came around to doing any of that. <laughs> so I've kind of given up. Like it kind of went downhill slowly and went from like twice a week to once a month to once every couple of months. Now Ooh. it's like a handful of times Ooh. in the last few years. Whoa. Oh my goodness. So the love life has dwindled because yeah. he's inexperienced and not taking your hints. So, Suzette, when you try to pass messages or explain to him what you liked, and just I want to understand why he didn't want to experiment that, or he said he didn't like it, or why, or he really didn't pay any attention. Yeah, like he didn't like pay attention. Like, um, I don't know, he just wouldn't take direction. He's a very sweet, very nice guy, you know. He sure. didn't hurt his feelings, so I was really gentle about it, you know. Uh, but he wasn't picking up on the hints, so then we just started discussing it. But he really wouldn't. That's probably, I mean, when you're inexperienced, I think, Simon, in the bedroom, and it becomes a discussion outside the bedroom, it becomes a little uncomfortable. Like, maybe you feel like you're in trouble or, like, it's an uncomfortable conversation because you're already not experienced doing it, let alone talking about it. So what if you, Suzette, had a, a day where you said to him, listen, tonight we are going to bedroom 101, and you legit set it up like you're the teacher, and you're going to show your husband, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. No, 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 I told you to do this. You didn't do it. Let's do that and have fun with it a little bit. And maybe okay. he'll get the hint on what you really like instead of being a little passive about it or being a little too, now we need to sit down and have a conversation at the coffee table about it. Yeah, because in, right. I like that. Here's the thing. 
every one of us have limitation when it comes to ulala. Some things we will never do. There's some things I would never do. And some things that maybe somebody else would never do with me. Mm. Those things need to be expressed beforehand. Because if you force that on somebody, the person becomes disgusted. So you don't want to go there. Well, I mean, no, she might be asking for very basic I, things. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even interfering in what she's right, asking. Right. But I just feel like the conversation with him should also be about in that making love is an expression of love. That right. uh, it, it's the language. When you don't make love or you don't have ulala, you're not talking to your partner. Mm-hmm. It's one of the language of love. And you have to tell him, you're not talking to me like this anymore at all. Why? What is the silence about? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. And then you go to Angie's technique. That should come afterwards so that what I want to avoid, if there is a situation where it's something that you or him would feel so uncomfortable doing, then you don't want to even get there. I mean, I'm a romantic, and I really believe ooh-la-la is an expression of the heart also. Of course. And so yeah. have to talk and then follow up by what Angie said. Yeah, don't let that bedroom life go away. If, you, it, yeah. you, if he's not doing anything to try to, like, spark it, you have to be the one to light that spark. If, and If that desert grow, you'll never find the end. Yeah. A dry spell is like a large desert. You if you know, don't use you it, lost. you lose it. Indeed. Yeah. Well, well said, Angie Taylor. <laughs> That's why she's here, the realist. Okay, Suzette, uh, good luck to you, and we wish you well. Mm-hmm. Don't hesitate to uh, call us back or ask any question at simonandangie.com. Yes. Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. And w- when we come back, more of Simon and Angie. You are listening to Simon and Angie. I'm Simon Marcel, Angie Taylor. Hello, bonjour. The bonjour. beautiful oh, Angie Taylor. Thank if you. you want to see us, by the way, just simonandangie.com. There's videos, pictures. We have a great time in and outside the studio. So follow us, Simon and Angie, on all social media. You know, Angie, I was just thinking we had this call uh, with Suzette who kind of had, she've lost the loving feeling in the ooh department with right. her and her husband. And something came back to my mind that if you find yourself in a dry spell, you mm-hmm. find yourself lost, you find yourself lonely, go back to the beginning, the first date. Go back to the romantic feeling of when you and your now husband went on the first or second date, how excited you were. It was not about ooh it was not about technique, it was not about anything like that. It was about a great conversation, maybe a glass of wine, a nice atmosphere, mm-hmm. holding hands, kissing, right? Don't be afraid to go back to the basic. Mm-hmm. And then that will reignite the romance. Yeah, the basics are good, especially, and a lot of people are like, well, I mean, the basics, how do you recapture that feeling because you know that feeling in the first few months is the greatest and although you never get that same brand new feeling there was techniques that you had in the beginning like if you went out on a date you prepped you did hair did nails did everything did you got a new outfit you made sure you looked amazing like building the anticipation of it a lot of times especially with our last caller married eight years we get in this routine of a date like where do you want to go where do you want to go I don't know you're wearing jeans and you go to TGI Fridays or something not that there's anything wrong with that but it becomes that all the time and there's no it's the fact that it's predictable that takes away the desire Mm -hmm. and since we're talking about the beginning Angie, and you've been married seven years. Seven years, uh-huh. I want to talk with you about what you miss about this beginning romantically and those feelings and the moments next on The Rendezvous. 
Simon and Angie. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir, Simon. And I'm Simon Marcel. The accent is French, by the way. Yes. If you haven't recognized. A French romantic. Exactly. Uh, talking about romantic stuff, we were just talking about like when you lose this loving feeling, what do you do? And then I wanted to ask you something, Angie, because you've been married for seven years to Jason. Right. And I asked you right before we went to that break, what do you miss about the beginning? What is it when you think back that you wish was still here today? Mm, I think in the beginning of our relationship, there were a lot more surprises. Like, like um, instead of, you know, where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? Instead, yeah. it was, hey, there's a new restaurant that we're going to tonight. Wear a dress. I'm taking you out. Um, so there, there was a lot of a lot more spontaneity. And of course, that gets lost as years go on. You have children. Yes. You've been together for a long time. You have jobs. You have family, whatever it is. Um, so I do miss some of that freedom. And I don't know what's coming next. It was very exciting. Do you feel once you live together for so long, Angie, that uh, the risk for the ulala to kind of fade away is because it's just there. We are there. There's not that anticipation of That's restaurant, of right? That's some of it. I mean, but then life gets in the way a lot of times True. and it becomes not the priority anymore mm-hmm. um, there's a priority my kid is sick my work is on the phone my this my that you know the house is falling apart whatever it is there's other things that take precedence when it was just the beginning the only thing you two are focused on are each other rather than eight years down the line there are so many other focuses that's that's a great point I'll just throw that uh, line from my father my father said that When you marry the right woman, you have to charm her, charm her more, charm her again. Yes. You can never charm her enough. And charm your husband too. Vice versa. There you go. Keep the word charm and romance in the world of your marriage or relationship. Uh, We have a lot of emails here. I see a lot of date or dump. So when we come back, we'll go straight to date or dump that somebody sent us at simonandangie.com. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. Welcome back. We have an email, Simon, that came in yes. uh, for date or, or dump. dump. It came into simonandangie.com. Send us an email anytime about your love life. Mm-hmm. Sandra, listening in Stratmore, Colorado, on my 99.9, said, Hey, Simon and Angie, please help me decide what I should do about my boyfriend. We've been together for seven months now, mm-hmm. and he refuses to refer to me as his girlfriend. He says he wants to take things slow, but we're exclusive, so I don't understand what that really means. He told me he's not dating anyone else. He's just not ready for labels. I said that in air quotes. Uh, It really bothers me, though, and I don't know if I should date or dump him. Simon, what do you say to Sandra? Sandra, thanks for the email. You know, I'm a romantic, and uh, for me, if you're dating after seven months and he doesn't want to call you his girlfriend, I mean, it makes me mad. Because it's disrespecting to you. Makes you mad. It makes me mad, Angie. Because I think it's disrespecting. I was thinking if it was my sister or if it was like a good friend of mine, same situation that Mm -hmm. is Sandra in. I just, I can't push for dating because that's somebody who's not proud of you. I mean, saying somebody's your boyfriend or your girlfriend after seven months is the least you can expect. Oh, seven months, please. As as soon as it became exclusive, Simon, don't you think? I mean, absolutely. I couldn't wait to shout it from the mountaintops that Jason was my boyfriend when we started dating. I couldn't wait to tell everybody, this is my boyfriend. Right on. And if you're not proud of your mate, if you can't say when you introduce your new partner or girlfriend you say what it's my friend right so sandra's boyfriend meets other friends what does he say about it meet my friend sandra i would no so sandra i would have a conversation with him which is a a make or break conversation sandra where i would sit down today well right now whatever you can and just explain to him it's either right now we change things 
and he's proud to call you his girlfriend or you out. And you tell him you are humiliated and that's enough. The reason I say that because I like to give one to. last shot. You shouldn't even have to force it though. I know. You Angie. know what I mean? Like having. I just don't want to break them without him realizing what the mistake is. But this is, is date making. or dump. So if you have to pick one or the other, does she go on and keep dating him or does she dump him? You got to dump. You got to dump. I'm so I don't like to say that. Yeah, I mean, he's hiding something. He's hiding you for a reason. Either he's with someone else or, or he's, he's ashamed op- or keeping his options open. Keeping you know? his options when, open. When he men d- do that? Right. Or women probably it's like they you think maybe there's a better thing coming up. He next doesn't want to claim you because if something better does come along that he would like to date, yeah. everybody will look at him like, "Well, what happened to your girlfriend that you just had?" This Is- way he's off clean. Angie I guess we gotta say dump on this one. Gotta say dump, gotta Sandra. Say dump. So although I predict he'll lose his mind and go crazy after you, well, and then you'll have to decide. But no matter what, it's now too late. to the question, date or dump? Angie and I say, dump. Dump. We wish you all the best. Thanks for writing an assignment in Angie.com. Uh, mm-hmm. More rendezvous when we come back. Welcome back to Simon and Angie, the rendezvous. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hi, Simon. Bonsoir. We were just talking about this email we got in Data Dump. Sandra, you know, seven months in, mm-hmm. he still didn't want to call her his girlfriend. Wrong. Exactly. We told Sandra to jump Move on. In. Yes. Um, now, many, many new relationships have to answer that question about social media official, Angie, mm-hmm. right? When do you make it social media official? When is the right time, according to you? Like, when do you think... Two months in, three months in, is that a time matter or is that just an event matter, a commitment matter? I don't think that's a time frame. I think that's once the conversation happens. You know, the define the relationship talk. If you have that talk and you decide you're a couple, Mm -hmm. I think then it's free to like send it out to the universe, to the whole world, because you've decided that you're a couple, we're committed to each other, we are going to go public with this relationship as if we're celebrities. You know, our publicist, uh, which is our Instagram and our Twitter and all that, is going to announce to everyone that we're a couple. So I think at that point, once you've decided as a couple that you're a couple, it's okay, right? Do you think it's okay to, if you're in a relationship, to kind of not post anything before that? Do you think you should be all or nothing? I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I know people get upset if they're like dating or they took pictures together on a date and somebody doesn't post it. But it's like, we're not there yet. So until we are a couple, because then, you know, if it doesn't work out and you're not even a couple yet, you that's look like true. the person that's with a different guy or girl every day of the week. And everybody's like, geez, I can't keep up with your dating life. So I would suggest keeping things publicly private as long as possible. That's good advice. I, I agree with that. Now, the, the other question that I want to ask and discuss with you is that what should we post about us and what should we never post about Oh, what? that's a good question. So that's next on The Rendezvous. Simon and Angie, bonsoir. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, bonsoir. Uh, social media is now in such an expression for all of us. We express a lot of our own life. Sometimes too much. Exactly. Which leads to that question that I've asked Angie right before we went to break. What is it that we should post or never post on social media when you're in a relationship? Oh, gosh. It's so funny you bring this up because just this morning, I read on Facebook a girl I know who just broke up with her boyfriend of a year Uh and posted a humongous, long, like one page post about how they broke up, the last fight that they had. 
all the mean things he did and said. All the details. All of the details. And I felt so uncomfortable just reading it. But then I was like, well, what happened? Um, But it felt really vindictive Mm -hmm. to the point where I, even though the guy seems like a total jerk and everything she posted, I almost felt bad for him because- She's just blasting all their personal business out there, and now all these people are looking at him like, what a jerk, what a jerk, and who knows if that's the real story. So, I wonder- So, fights. Don't ever post fights. I agree 100%. Post happiness. Post good vibes. Don't overdo it, though. Don't overdo it. Explain. Okay, so there are people in relationships who every single post is, look how in love we are. Here we are kissing in front of this place, kissing in front of that place. Oh, my God, nobody has a love like ours. It almost seems- like thou doth protest too much. Okay, that's true. Fake. But I, I just, I agree with you. Balance. I don't want to see fights. Yeah. I don't want to see anger. I don't want to see tension. And and, and don't only post be... about your relationship either. Like if I'm following you on social media, I want to know about your whole life, not just you know what you guys had for dinner, what you guys did in bed last night, like <laughs> every it, detail. It, exactly. When you post about your love life, post in moderation. Post everything in moderation. Well, <laughs> well said, Angie. Uh, we have a lot of calls waiting for us, so we'll go to the calls next. Uh, 855-905-8255. Call us. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us. Mm-hmm. Love dating, romance, relationships, but how much of it do you blast on uh-huh. social media? Of course, when you're in love. Uh, when you're happy, when you're dating, whatever it is. You always want to, here's my picture, here's my boo, here we are. But there's the opposite end of the coin where you're blasting every fight or, you know, the subtext or too many lovey-dovey things. So let's go to the phones, 855-905-8255. Simon, say hello to Marie in Columbia, Missouri, listening on Alice 95.5. Bonjour, Marie. Bonjour. Hello. You have a comment on that? I do. I have a Facebook friend who's a little bit older, and she has been going through a divorce, and she just actually started a countdown on her Facebook wall with the countdown to when her divorce is finalized. Is it like, does she have the clock with like a graphic and everything? Like, you know, some people do the baby. Are you serious? It's no joke. (laughs) Yeah. And she just wow. keeps saying, like, can't wait to be single. Okay, and- what does that say to you? Even though you know this girl, but what does that say to you when you read it? Does that read um, crazy, bitter maybe? Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> I would not say crazy. If I, as a guy, I read that, I would say this person is sad and desperate. It's like yeah. a, desperate for what? Attention? Des, des, no, or? desperate because everything is broken down. I mean, somebody's getting through a divorce. It's still a breaking down of a love story. It didn't go well. It's it's and so it's, strange to me, Simon. And I, I I know you are a private person as well. It's strange yes. for me, and and maybe you're the same way, Marie. When you're going through something that's so gut wrenching, even if you can't wait to be divorced, it's one of those things that you kind of don't want to tell everybody right. all the dirty details because. I don't want everybody to think about me as this wounded bird going through this divorce and sad and like bitter, depressed or desperate or whatever. Mary, it's interesting. Your friend, you know, is in lack of support, really. She's like going draining slowly and through that posting and posting what's going on. It's like somebody, you know, either jumped out of a building is going down until it crashes or somebody's (laughs) really. And then she's looking for validation or something. Yeah. Support, really. Support. It's going to be okay. We're here. We love you. When somebody does that, what they really look for. Is a support that we hear. You're not going to crash. We love you, my friend. Stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and they need you help. That's why I think she does that. Are you uh, are you close with this friend, or is it just like a Facebook friend type thing? 
Yeah, it's more of a Facebook friend. So you're not the one to reach out and be like, listen, you're going a little too extra on this. Like, let's go have coffee or a drink and air it out right. to me. And, and though that's not your friend um, in that way, but I would suggest to anybody that has a friend that's doing that yeah. to be like, hey, let's me and you like crack a bottle of wine, air it out to me. Yes. Don't air it out to the right. world. To the world. We, we're here for you. And you, if it's just a, a friend you can post, you know, stay strong. Uh, life continues or something yeah. positive because it's, she's showing you she's, you know, that, that, that. She's crying fall. out a little. Yeah. And, and honestly, and you know, Marie, when somebody posts something so dramatic like that, it doesn't matter 10 years down the road what's going on. You're always going to think about that yes. when you think about exactly. that girl. That's why I almost wish I was closer to her so that I could kind of, you know, be more real with her. Right. Just tell her. Right. But I don't think that it's really my place to do, do that. Do you know somebody? Are you connected to somebody that's close to her that you could yeah. say, hey, pull your girl aside and, and tell her I to like. I could probably do that. Yeah, I could probably do that. Yeah, that, that would be good. And if she's excited right. about, you know, moving on with her life, yeah. her dream man might be one of her friends on Facebook that is looking at all this going, oh, my God, oh. I was going to ask her out. But holy, be- she <laughs> might be ruining any potential future relationships. If you And, and I'm right. single. If I see somebody posting and exposing their private life so much, I don't want to be exposed either. I will never date that person. Yeah. Right? It's a total red flag. If they're doing it to him. They'll do it to me. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Marie, thanks so much for calling the rendezvous and giving us your story. Reach out to that mutual friend that you have, and maybe they can help him out a little bit. Yes. I will. Thank you guys so much. You're welcome, (laughs) Marie. Thanks for calling the rendezvous. More with Simon and Angie next. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks so much for listening to us tonight. Yes. We hope that you enjoyed the show about love, dating, and romance. We hope we gave you some good advice, some good ideas. <laughs> we on did how our to, best. Yeah, on how to go forward in your own love life. Uh, we have great topics. If you missed any, go to simonandangie.com. Mm-hmm. Listen back. Living together before getting engaged. Is that a good idea or not? That came from your friend, Simon. Uh-huh. Story about his daughter. Yes. Also, uh, what we should and should not post about our our relationships on social media. There's so many things. And um, Suzette's call about her boredom in the bedroom with her husband of eight years. And before we go, Simon, please leave everyone with the wisdom of your Simon Says. Thank you, Angie. I said predictability takes away the romance from your relationship, meaning when everything is too predictable, when you know that every day is going to be the same, that every evening will be the same, every ooh-la-la will be the same, it becomes not exciting, it becomes boring. And that's a key for disaster. So mm-hmm. don't be all predictable. Surprise, spontaneous. Yes. Take a dare. Spontaneous Remember, is sexy. Yes, the beginning. Yes. Live in the here and now, not always in tomorrow. I love your Instagram worthy, Simon says. Thank you know, you. you can find them all on our social platforms. Simon and Angie on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yes. Retweet them. Post them. Simon has amazing advice. Thanks so much for being with us tonight. He'll have more advice for you tomorrow on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.